<laughs> it's still hard to get, you know, if you're listening to the show and you're like, well, what is the point of the show? Like, what do you guys like? You interact with the brand every single day and it's your favorite brand and you like it because you know the name and you buy it because you recognize that name. And that name recognition is brand equity. It's it's earned value for you to be reliable to do the thing that you need it to do. And so there was a lot of thought put behind that name. And so on today's episode, we're talking about naming systems. Nice segue, Jason. Thank you. See, I glanced <laughs> over at the notes. Yeah, I know. Isn't it weird? Like, You've done this before, <laughs> yeah. So on this podcast, you can tell by some of the voices. I mean, you know, Nerd Brand's a small organization. If you don't know who's who by now, shame on you. We do need to do work on a photo shoot at probably at some point because we do have. You know, an employee, Lindsay, she's actually officially employee, Jacob, we're working with him and I don't know, people might want to see those faces and, you know, we're running their, we got permission to ghostwrite. Shouldn't say that out loud. Oh, but, <laughs> um, there goes our whole business strategy. Yeah. Editing note. <clears throat> Editing note there, maybe, if I remember. Um, but uh, yeah, we need to work on that. Anyhow, Michaela? <laughs> Just jump friend. in. Uh, this is where she says, what? What? <laughs> Don't mess up either. Don't. For God's sake. <laughs> I'm going to get a little philosoph- uh, philosophical, sorry, tongue twister there. Something our creative director knows a thing or two about. That's right. Wink. Uh, here's a guy to help with tips or t- with tips to help pick out a name that's just right for your brand. So first step is discovery. Right, Mitch? That's right. <laughs> how many how, but what is that like like yes. people like I, undergo rounds of research and getting those creative wheels um, i mean uh, to me the, i mean the best way to come up with a name one of the best starting places when you want to go at naming a naming a brand is it what you know it's kind of nonsensical it's so simple but what do you do what do you make what do you create what are you what are you selling and if what you're selling doesn't have a unique enough characteristic about it, maybe look at your audience. Who am I selling to? Okay, what kind of you know what kind of things resonate with my customers? What's the type of things about my product? What are the characteristics of my product that make them want to interact with it? Make them want to have it? Um, I mean, you think. I mean, from there's one brand that comes to mind to me, and it, it's one of those names where it's like, you really, where did that come from? Lululemon. The Lululemon. 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 Yeah. <laughs> See, that's I've never known how to say it. Lululemon. I, I can't yeah, afford well, their, me, their clothes. <laughs> it's clothing. Now it's yeah, in, yeah, in private. Um, when I'm all alone. It's like um, yoga. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, okay. It, thanks for that imagery now. It, yeah. Is it just for, it's just for women? Or I think they've added uh, clothing lines for men as well, oh, but yeah. it's predom- It's kind of like going into an American Eagle. It's like predominantly women, but they have, you know, they have a men's section there. Right. If you want to peruse. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I got to give the ladies a little shout out and like the clothing that is sold to you all. It's like watching you put on a, rubber glove i mean it's especially just like, when it's a jumpsuit or a romper Those yeah it really is it's like a whole exercise i feel sorry for you it like is. for us guys it's just like a shirt pants tuck my, in shoes my we're van, done my van high tops i sweat bullets every time i put them on because i'm like get on the foot come on yeah there is such ruler. a struggle bus that arrives 
in in the no, area not where at all. Heather was getting ready for like an hour and a half, and I woke up twenty minutes before we had to be somewhere, and I was like, "Let's go." <laughs> okay. I'm good. Yeah, and I said that. There. Isn't that unfair? <laughs> it's like the engineer in me goes like, "Why did they make them that way?" And then they put them on. And you're like, "Oh yeah." Boy, this opens up a whole other tier of conversation. Yeah, because <laughs> I because yeah. I, mm-hmm. I live in a I I live in a house household dominated by by women, mm-hmm. and on the one end, it's the struggle. The clothes, the hair, the makeup, all the accoutrement. But they love buying this stuff. Mm-hmm. They hate the act of doing it, but they love buying the stuff that they yeah. have to have to do it. I don't understand. But see, that's where the naming could come in because you can be like, can we call this struggle bus wear? Because it's always, you just hear like, it's like listening to your dad get dressed who's in his 70s. <clears throat> and you're just like, are you working out or are you trying to put pants on? Like, are you okay in there? <laughs> anyway. Well, anyway, back to Discovery. And right. Well, and, 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 and with some brands, you've got a lot more latitude because it, you may be the type of brand. And what, the first thing that comes to mind to me is like, and you see a lot of ads on television and on streaming now for, for this type of stuff because it's the holiday season. People buy a lot of like colognes and perfumes. Mm-hmm. You have a latitude in that realm that is so wide and so broad to what you want to name something because it's ephemeral. You know what I mean? It's it's not oh, about there were twenty five dollars. <throat> it's not about anything concrete or it stopped us in that. <laughs> It, it, it's not, you know, it, it's not about something a characteristic that's concrete or 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 very mathematical. It's there's a there's almost like whimsy and and mysticism and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I envy these brands. But my daughter said to me, she'll watch. I can't remember which brand it was, but you're watching. And it's like this doesn't this ad doesn't make any sense. I don't know what this story is they're trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. I will say that this because you do appreciate like a lot of the the car brands this time of year too. Like you can't fathom buying one like a Mercedes or an Audi, but you're like, oh, that looks nice and it looks very like cheerful and joyous for the for the festification. Yeah, but, I mean, there's like, I mean, I, there's, I think it's, I think Johnny Depp was doing the TV ads for it. Savage. Uh, for the uh, cologne. Cologne. Yeah. That, I mean, that's one. I mean, it's just you know, it's him in the desert with a guitar and an amplifier and he plays a couple of chords and then he walks away. And I think there's like animals or something walking behind him or something. It's like, what's that old one with Julia Roberts? Cause that one still plays a bunch. I can't remember that's the brand. Bus, that's massage. Massage. <laughs> you know, I think that if you're going to do, I think that's kind of expected of like cologne and perfume brands. Like how stupid can it get? Cause I still remember, I still remember brand like, they were always elegant, no point, and then it's like Chanel Five, Five, and it's like really quiet like that, you know. And you're just kind of like, I don't know what. I gotta get that. Yeah, I gotta get, it. I gotta get that. How much is that, honey? What do you want for Christmas? Perfume? Crap. <laughs> that's the ad that I want. That's the ad I want to see, <laughs> honey. What do you want for Christmas? Perfume? Crap. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> does anyone really want perfume for Christmas? My wife does sometimes. Really? Yes. Are you sure? But she's very specific. But 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 she's very yes because she's very specific. But because she'll tell me what you know which one because there's a scent she wears. This is mm-hmm. this is her 
you can't. It's one of those things you just can't go out and buy any cologne or perfume or aftershave for for someone because most people have a very specific preference about how they like to smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it so anyway, signature. But yeah. that's what but again. It's, it's less about <laughs> to me. It's less about the, the the name. Depending on what you make or create, your name can be very finite and very direct, or it can be very mystical and, and philosophical and dreamy and almost nonsensical. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, a lot on the audience. I mean, <laughs> obviously like a lot of traits and landscaping companies, things like that. I mean, it's Bill's landscaping. Like you yeah. don't need to get fancy with it. Right. Yeah. Communicate what you do. Well, it's like, like, like what one of the things here is like you brainstorm, like Michaela, you're real brainstorming and it's like, what makes it unique? What do you want to say? What's the core values? What's the strategy look like? Uh, you know, I'd like to add to that also as well. It's like, if you have a name picked out, could you please Google it before you land on it and make a decision? Because you should see how many others there are out there. Right. And then your next step should find out is if it's trademarked, because you do not want to go and develop an entire brand and get a cease and desist. Because mm. now you got like all that money you spent announcing the name to try to get it to be familiar to the audience. Now you have to roll that back and then do it all over again as something else. And that's not a good look, you know. So there's a lot of planning. Even if you're doing a product under a brand, it's the same thing. It's the same philosophy situation. You may have a brand that's established, but you're going to release a new product line or service. It still has to be branded as much as the main one was branded because you got to get that familiarity in front of people. You have to run a campaign. Um, Don't get sued. What you want people to do is go to Google and type in the name. Get out of the you know the the broad keyword section of looking for tennis shoes. You want them to be looking for your specific name right. shoe, mm-hmm. for example. And so, if you pick something generic, too generic, you've got to fight that uphill battle on branded search. Even if you do a great job of building awareness and all those pieces, then they go to Google and they can't find you because yeah, you named your your product um, Blue Light, and there's eight hundred billion things named Blue Light, right? <laughs> You're yeah, not going to win that battle. Yeah, you, you. I mean, probably the the hardest aspect to naming a brand is coming up with a name that doesn't sound like either somebody else in your, you know, in your market or in your Second. sphere. Yeah, um, and not sounding so bland that it just blends into the background. That's that's the hard part. That's that's really the hard part. Yeah, or type it out and see what spell check says. <laughs> Yeah, that could be important too. And there's there's companies that that do nothing but develop brand names. Yeah, because it because it is it's hard. It's 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 one of the harder things we do. Um, and like you said, if it's like a lawn care company or something, it's it's a little bit less of a struggle because it's a very straightforward product or something like that. You could make the argument though that things like lawn care that have become very crowded spaces. Mm-hmm. You almost need to come up with something that's a little bit different. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a cl- we have a client that's in that space, and they have a fairly, I mean, a fairly unique name. Um, and it'd be very easy. It's it's cool because they camped on something. It'd be very easy for the people to try to mimic, but you really can't because sorry, they've got yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> they've it's got pretty it. Profound. They were double right. short. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So we don't need to go in depth on them in particular, but just the general thing is, they may have started with one vision in mind and they picked the name based on that and now they have expanded all their services mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now their name may potentially 
mis misguide the customer uh, yeah. to to think that they do things or that they focus on something that they actually don't really even want much of. Right. Um, right. Yeah. That's the position. The brand position becomes an issue based upon the name that was selected. Yeah, yeah. You're, if you're if you're really successful in your company, it's in a space that can grow and can evolve mm-hmm. and have brand extensions or maybe appeal to a broader audience than maybe what you initially did. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you have that mindset going that I really, really want to grow this thing, it, it has the potential to grow, you, that's something else you've got to keep in mind. I don't, Somewhat generic. Okay. I mean, Nike, right. I mean, every, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, or, I mean, even better, Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I understand the impetus of where the, the name came from. I mean, Isaac mm-hmm. Newton, the Apple, blah, 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 yeah. you know, Discovery, Nike, Sa- the Greek, whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, messenger of the gods mm-hmm. think, or the Nikes. Um, and those are cool. I mean, those those are it, they sound good on their own, but it's even cooler once you know. Yeah, there is a logical re- rationale for why that name mm-hmm. was well, chosen. And brands mm-hmm. tend to forget they have to keep saying that they have to, you know, even those brands. Like a lot of people right now are probably thinking, "I didn't know Nike was that." They just thought it's a shoe company. You know, there's there's so much, there's so many brands that are established that haven't you know, reintroduce themselves or found a way to talk about their stories in a unique, creative way that is to the audience today. Like my father's generation would know that, but Michaela's no, maybe not so much. They just now that, I mean, YouTube is filled with reaction videos over the fascination of fans (laughs) that I listened to in the nineties and was a fan of. And I'm like, you mean, you've never heard that, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, they haven't, you know, but it's, there's the gap is there. And it's like, you know, brands have to figure out a way to bridge it by like reintroducing themselves. Like, Hey, we know this is cool and you like our stuff. But here's the reason why we named it like that and where it come from. And that's what will endear people to it more. They'll be like, if they, the more you learn about it, the more you like catch on to something. You're like, oh, wow, I didn't know it was that. That's cemented now in their memories. And you're more loyal to it. Right. Also. Yeah. You've, you've really like got a customer now, another audience, another generation. Because there's a story. Right. And we, I mean, we, you what, hit the nostalgia angle with your older customers if you do it well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked for years now about you know brand you know stories. People like stories. They they like story. It's not just people don't just like stories. People like a story that they can relate to or that ha- or or that makes a connection mm-hmm. with them. So you yeah. know having a having a having a brand that has a I guess legacy or has has that story behind it. It's like people like things that make sense. And people sense that logic. It it makes your brand that much more competent. Right. People people think you really thought this through. You're smart. I people want to grab onto things that are smart. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because you've got the whole idea of organic names that already sort of exist in the in the universe, like Nike, Apple. Those are things that have that exist. Those are names you don't have to dream up. Mm-hmm. Then you got something like a brand like Accenture, and I think they're like. Okay. Some, something that's like a consultancy right. or insurance or, or, or financials that these brands that come up with a name that are names that aren't real. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. Does it really matter at the end of the day? Yeah. I think for certain products, it can, and certain brands, it, it can make a big difference for others. It's like kind of like picking a logo. Like we say it all the time. Everybody gets hung up on the logo exactly. for months and there's no need for it. Really. I mean, it's important to get it kind of right. Right. It's important to get it right. I right. Know, kind of. But 
Simpler as the better. As long too. as it's memorable, you say all the time. I'm stealing from you. It's it, it, the the main goal is that it's memorable. If it can communicate what you do, that's yeah. awesome. But that's kind of a but it also he that. also says Mitch will tell you that it's just a fingerprint right for the company. It's like I I know an engineering firm that struggled with wanting to rename itself, and I'm like. But the, everybody that knows you knows you by that name. There's nothing wrong with the name, and the name is yeah, the family that started it, outward. right? So the logo design and how the typography of how the name is presented maybe needs to be modernized, right. not necessarily the name change. You yeah, know? It's, it's one thing to do an update. It's another thing to do a rebrand because, because if you're a brand that's been around for, heck, maybe you've just been around for two years, you've got two years' worth of equity built up, mm-hmm. two years' worth of of people's memory memory space you've purchased, mm. okay. If you're going to change that, that all goes away. Yeah, right. and you take the Especially chance of people have been around for a couple of years. You take the chance of being forgotten, being missed, alienating an audience. Yeah, you, that's that's you kind of have to tread very, very, very. And hard that's why it's like with the marketing side of it. When you start going to market with it, and paying for ads, and doing everything that we would do to like bullhorn that and announce it. It gets really expensive if you miss that mark from jump because now you have to spend like for every year, there's probably an equation of dollar for dollar almost that you would have to spend in marketing to track, get that traction back if the logo is so different. So if you've had a logo for 20 years and you do a change, you got 20 years of history. Well, over that 20 years, how did that logo, because it did impact finances customer acquisition costs exactly no longer have to build awareness yeah nike's logo we all know the famous story it was probably like 70 bucks and some kid in college Mm -hmm. did it whatever that thing is on so many shirts and pants and shoes and everywhere it's worth multi-millions of dollars it's ingrained in it's ingrained in culture yeah if they get rid of it um they lose multi-millions of dollars because they lost all the association and guess who takes up that space that they leave a vacuum for their competitors adidas Adidas. Yeah. yeah Just watch the movie, uh, the doc, documentary, it's kind of a documentary, but it's with Matt Damon. It's called Air, and, and it's about the whole story of Michael Jordan when Nike wanted to get him. I mean, they were going to go after several athletes because that was the market at the time. And, you know, this is like back before cell phones. It's like when cell phones in a car were like, ooh, fancy. Um, so it's like... A car phone. Yeah, a car phone, <laughs> yeah. And, but they would go after several athletes, and this guy was like, no, we go after one. Just one. And they were like, what? You want the whole budget, which was like quarter million dollars, ungodly amount of money then, uh, to go after just Michael Jordan, an unknown 19-year-old or 18-year-old kid that just started. And it was just, yeah, I mean, they built an entire brand around him. Having foresight, though, is such a gift. Yeah. having Being able to look into a situation like having the foresight to say, this is going to go somewhere. Yeah, but they built an entire brand around him. The name, the logo, like every, that, everything. That got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> could have gone very important. It could have. Yeah, it could have, yeah. Somebody had the foresight to see Michael Jordan and see this This young man has, is, has a gift. Yeah. And there's not going to be anybody else that plays the game. That's the way he plays the that's game. That's the way that. I, the and I still contend it, yeah. to this day, there is, ne- there, is, there is not another Michael Jordan right now. It just, that's that space has never been filled. You're on the wrong podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, where's Stephen A. Smith when you need him? <laughs> right, right, right there on that monitor above us. <clears throat> you know what? You know, it's it's interesting because um, John hit on it when he was talking about you know, and you did too, Jason, about the you know, overemphasis on a name, a particular name, 
or a particular logo. You know, it's it's less about it's less about necessarily the aesthetic than it is about planting your flag. But what do we always tell people that branding does the most valuable thing it does for you? It makes you credible. Yeah. So the more waffling you do and the more wishy-washy you are and the less clear you are, your that integrity and that and that um, that standing isn't going to happen because there's no confidence in it. That's why I like every time I go to these events and stuff, they're like, you got 30 or 60 seconds to kind of do your pitch on who you are and what you do. I stand up and I always say, CEO of Nerve Brand Agency, we're a branding and advertising agency. I almost do a full stop. Because why say more? Yeah, Google it, for God's sake. It's out there. It's such public knowledge. Branding and advertising. There's there's an and, but if you just Google it, it'll tell you it'll tell you what we do. Like you'll find it everywhere. Now, if that's a value to you, that's different. But if you're not gonna do the work, you, you kind of qualify yourselves with us or not is, is whether or not if you're, you know, a prospect or, or we can actually do something for you because, you know, you're looking for you're looking for a lever to pull that is already on a broken machine that you're trying to pull. <laughs> and, you know, that's why it's like we're just a this is just another sound bite or another word you're hearing that's got you curious. But it's actually an entire system. I hear people all the time pitch branding after marketing. And it's not like it's one before the other, but it's, it's like you're trying to drive a car before you put the wheels on it. <laughs> yeah, but and it's not necessarily sometimes like it's one before the other. It's just a matter of the people you're hiring to help you make money, they need something and a foundation to work off of. Because when the boat gets a little rocky, you don't want it's not it can't be built on sand. We all hear this all the time. But when you have an established brand, there's a there's an established franchise chain. The first thing she did was establish the brand. Well, what does that mean? Well, I want to know what we're going to establish the name around this. We know it's going to be for this. We know that people are going to love it and share a bunch of it on social media. They're going to take a bunch of photos of it. So we need to make sure that we standardize how we want photography to look, how we want our presence in the store to look, the store designs, and then the website, and then the logo, not all of that in reverse. They, they thought about how people would interact with their brand and then designed around that. Exactly. Not their perceived dream about it. Because it, 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 yeah, it's not, a, it's 99% of the time. It's less about the dream you have for the business. By the way, the brand is Biscuit Belly. You go learn culture. It's less about your aspiration or your, image of the brand. I mean, what do we say? Advertising and marketing and branding is a horrible mirror. Yeah. I've it's been posting those axioms on my Instagram just to see what people say. <laughs> I mean, they're, tr they're truisms, but they're truisms for a reason. Anyway, it's how does it exist in the space of your customer in their mind? Yeah. Brand positioning. Yeah. How, wh how does it, what, what space does it occupy in their mind that makes them want to come back and have that same experience over and over again that makes it unique? Because that's the only reason they come back. And so the best part of you, part of what can contribute to that, can, that can help that, is keeping your brand name and everything that's associated with it as simple as possible. And I don't necessarily mean plain, but don't put anything in the way visually, verbally, that's going to make it harder for people to get to that satisfaction moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, because I got a problem I need to solve, and I think you're it, but I can't tell what you do, so I don't know if you can fix it. So if I'm not I, if I, money. Yeah. yeah, if I've got to jump through a bunch of mental or emotional or experiential hoops to get that endorphin trigger, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm not going to come back. That's why we're called Nerd Brand. Brand is in the name. Keep it simple. We don't, don't have. Get, don't get in the way. Yeah, we don't really have a tagline because I want people. I want to. I want to earn the conversation, but we don't have like a tagline like branding done right. What's in the name? Well, if you put that together and type that out in an email, hey, we're Nerd Brand branding done right. You're just going to read like Nerd Brand brand. <laughs> <laughs> brand brand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, there's. I've always said there's a. In, when you're writing or composing for branding and advertising, there's a cadence, there's a rhythm. Yeah. And you, yeah. you, you, you want to make things sort of roll off the tongue. And you can find that, I'm going to use a music reference you're going to like, um, Van Halen, the song Right Now. Mm-hmm. There are pauses when the opening happens with the piano and how all of it's done. Mm-hmm. There's a cadence. It's on purpose. It's not like he just sat down and started playing. He's a composer. He started like, there's these pauses and breaks and they're very even and how the piano is played it's almost like it's a cadence and it's just it it hooks you and then when the guitar kicks in you're like whoa what was that and you're still listening and you're still it's a long intro for that (laughs) it really is you you know if you listen with music i mean music's a good example is you'll find if if you find yourself kind of involuntarily moving with the rhythm Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's doing something right. Did the job right. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and a brand has that same, a good brand has that same type of rhythm. If, if people just sort of naturally start, it has a flow. You know what I mean? Like, a, yeah. you know, water always flows downhill. Okay. If, if you're constantly manipulating people to do business with you, you're not, you're not doing it right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's, that's where you can get yourself in trouble with a brand name. If, if you're trying to be too clever by half, if you're trying, am I trying to, I'm trying to think of a name where maybe if that's faltered or something, but I'm having a metal block. But your name and your and your visual branding are kind of that that doorway to starting that downhill, easy flow kind of process. It once they get through that, the brand experience should flow logically with what you've with that doorway that you created. Yep. And on that note, if you want to sit and talk with the nerds, do a consultation, because honestly, we're brand, I mean, yeah, we, we create branding and build brands, but we're, it all starts with consulting and strategy. And if you want to go down that path, or you really want to take that seriously, the moment you start talking to us, you've entered into the discovery process. Um, congratulations. Uh, there's not a quiz. Uh, if we hand you, ask us all down, like, yeah. what, what's the process? Like? <laughs> well, you just heard <laughs> part of it the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're here and we're talking. We're, yeah, that was funny. Already, you're in. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of funny. It. They had that look on their face, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Like, ah, uh, yeah, keep talking. Welcome uh, to the show. Yeah, I told uh, <laughs> one of our partners, I was like. I know I say things that make no sense and drive somewhere. Well, all I'm doing is trying to poke to get the person to talk because John and Michaela or somebody's in the room with me and they're listening. I'm not really there supposed to say anything wise. I'm there as a trigger to get the information out. Pull. You're discovering. Yeah, I am. Figure out what to do with the material after. 
Right. Yeah, it, and that's really how you have to do. We have to get the data as much data as possible, and then we figure it out how to siphon it and how to like delineate it later. And it's just something that's I'm able to do. Mitch does it in a room in a meeting. We call it filler. But what he's doing <laughs> is he's giving them all the feels so they feel comfortable. There's a whole science to how we do it, and it's like it's not a secret, and it's not really. If you've ever had a conversation and enjoyed a conversation with somebody, I mean that's kind of how business should be done. Well, that's mm-hmm. I mean branding. And advertising is an essentially human. You're exactly. Process. You're talking to people. You're you're interacting with people. Like don't lose that. You do that. Yeah, you went wrong. That's where you get into manipulation. Yeah. And then you can't say the word lodgences. Log- 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 cough drop. There we go. <laughs> I love lozenges. <laughs> I can say it. Anyways, log- if you like this episode of the NerdBrand Podcast, you know where to find it. You can find us on the socials everywhere at NerdBrand Agency. You can also head over to nerdbrandagency.com slash podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'll do the likes, subscribes, uh, listens. There's over 190 episodes now. So, yay. We are really feeling tired. I'm starting to feel that. 200 come on barreling toward 200 yeah i feel like the episode 200 will be like we're about about the age of a sea turtle (laughs) (laughs) thank you michaela (laughs) anyways appreciate you listening see you next week did you know everything is an ad What do you mean? All expressions related to a brand are an ad. You just blew my mind. Yeah, don't let overthought advertising strategies get you down. Just have your why and a budget and leave the rest to the nerds. To chime in on all the latest branding and advertising pointers, listen to the Nerd Brand Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more.